Hello and welcome to the Movie Podcast Review of Violent Night. My name is Shabazz and joining me today in my workshop where we make toys and we make hammers and guns because this is a violent night. I'm joined by my elves, Daniel and Anthony. Daniel, how are you doing today? I'm great. I thought, first of all, I thought you were going to call yourself like Shabazzaclaws. Oh. And then you're also going to be like, oh, what else do we make in this workshop? We make podcasts in this workshop. But you went with the opposite of podcast, which is a gun. Yes. Which is, uh, well, which is, is great. Is the well, opposite too. of a podcast a gun, really? Because if you think about it, you know, our show is the a podcast- lot like a gun. We're just <laughs> shooting out uh, information and, and thoughts at people. You know what? I, you know, they do call podcasts the, like, uh, the gun of words. You know what I mean? That's, that's do they not do they not say that that is going to be on a t-shirt one day yeah the gun of words we, we, we have to put that on a t-shirt we have to put it on yeah. yeah yeah i don't know that'll be on our, our 2023 merch yeah where's it going to be selling only in the states yeah yeah yes yeah uh but how are you doing today i'm doing great you know it's it's lovely to be in the holiday season it is december um so do we talking about another christmas movie this year you know we had spirited we had the guardians of the galaxy holiday special I love Christmas. It's great to talk about Christmas movies, and I'm excited to talk about this one today. Awesome, awesome. Anthony, what about yourself? How are you doing? How is the elf life for you? I'm doing well, man. Working for you is a, is a bitch. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's all the guns I make you make. It's all the guns you make me <laughs> make. Um, but no, it's, I'm doing well. I'm, I'm slowly getting into the Christmas spirit. Today is December 1st, so... You know, as we get through the months, oh, sorry, the months, the days towards that day, the Christmas spirit meter gets higher and higher. <laughs> so by the 25th, you're at 100% Christmas? Yes. And then 26, mm. it starts to drip. And then, oh, a drip. <laughs> did I say drip? Dip? Dip? And I then, said drip. Yeah. I did say drip. I was <laughs> thinking of something else. Oh, God. Uh, well, you know, the movie that we're talking about today is Violent Night. And you know, I want to thank our friends over at Universal for, for letting us watch this movie because we were so excited to get to watch them. After that first trailer dropped for this movie, we were like a badass Santa Claus movie in the same vein as John Wick and you know nobody. That is, that is something that is a recipe for success. And we have David Harbour, of all people, playing Santa Claus, who we absolutely love from Stranger Things. And he's done so many other great movies uh, and shows. So this was something that we were so excited about. And I can't wait to talk about it in just a few minutes here. Before I do, let me tell you a little bit about ourselves. We are The Movie Podcast. And you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Letterboxd at The Movie Podcast. If you want to write into our show... Grab a pen and paper, write down H-O-H-O. No, sorry, that is the that's the postal code for Santa Claus. My bad. I'm in. Write it to <laughs> hello at the moviepodcast.ca. And you know what? You can pretend we are Santa. Daniel called me a few minutes ago, Shabazz Claus, which Shabazz Claus, 100%. Shabazz a clause or Shabazz Claus? I would say Shabazz Claus. Because it sounds it just sounds cooler. It does sound cooler, but it also sounds like a monster. Shabazza Claus? Yeah, it does. Hey, it sounds Shibazza like you're going to fight like Godzilla. What do you yeah, bring? It's Shabazza Claus. Yeah. yeah. You both are oh, giving Anthony's such different pro- reactions, but Anthony's happy yeah. and Daniel, you're sad about it. I'm sad. I'm like, oh, he's attacking the city. Yeah. <laughs> no. You know, if I <laughs> don't if, attack if, me, Shabazza Claus. <laughs> <laughs> if, I, if I have my naughty or nice list right now, Anthony, you're definitely on my naughty list. Like, you're, you're wearing Why? red as well. The evil. Why evil am I color. on naughty? I have done nothing. That's Santa's color, man. Yeah, That's Santa's Santa, jacket of well, all we know. But the reason why it's red, it's not because of Coca Cola, it's because of the blood of his enemies. That's why. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, at least they're his enemies. <laughs> That's true. 
Maybe his friends do. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't ask him. <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. Uh, Violent Night is directed by Tommy Workala. You may remember him from directing Hunt Hansel and Gretel and Dead Snow, which I heard was a very popular movie from back in the day as well. It is available in theaters December 2nd. And it is thank you again to Universal Pictures for letting us watch this movie. Daniel, do you have any announcements before I kick it over to you for the synopsis of the movie as well? You know, I do have some announcements, Please. and the announcements are that we have an incredible, you know, Christmas list of episodes coming your way very, very soon. Some available now. So if you are listening to this at the day of release, which is December 1st, it is December already. As we said, we are in the holiday season if Shabazz Claus wasn't enough to convince you. Um, but we've had some really incredible guests joining us over the last couple of weeks, including Ruby Cruz, Tony Revolori for Willow. We had Tom Clementy for the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special join us as well, too, as well as the cast of Mythic Quest joining us on the movie podcast. And there's lots more coming because tomorrow, December 2nd, you'll be able to listen to our interview and watch it on YouTube. Um, our interview with Alfred Molina, who is somebody that we absolutely love. We got to talk about his new show, Three Pines, which is on Prime Video on December 2nd as well with two new episodes weekly. And then next week on the movie podcast, things aren't stopping. We have so many gifts for you to open on your podcast app, wherever it may be, or on YouTube, we have the one and only Eric Bowza joining us. He is a voice actor, a comedian, and you'll know him from the roles as Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Tweety Bird, um, and even Luke Skywalker, and Puss in Boots. Like he, he's everywhere. He does so much incredible work, and he's also um, the host of a brand new show, which is going to be out as well on December 2nd called Stay Tuned, that dives r- deep into you know the world of animation and how animation you know forms and shapes our identity identities sexualities everything so it's a really really great show i encourage you to also check that out who knows what's going else what else is going to happen in december there's so much more but you have to stay tuned for all of it and then join our giveaways as well too because there's lots of those going on mm-hmm. we have a lot of giveaways a lot of gifts that we're trying to give to you folks so if you like gifts make sure you're following us at all those places that i mentioned before and that is at the movie podcast because it's the best place to be. I'll be honest with you. 2022 has been a phenomenal year for us. If you checked out our Spotify wrapped, you know, our, our numbers were at a place that really humbled me and made me go like, wow, people really like listening to us. So if you are listening to us right now, thank you so much because we wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for your ears, just your ears. That's it. No, that's other- all we want from you is your ears. Yeah. Collecting ears. That's what we're doing. <laughs> Daniel, can you no, tell man? Can you tell everybody what Violent God. Night is all about? <laughs> when a team of mercenaries breaks into a wealthy family compound on Christmas Eve, taking everyone inside hostage, the team isn't prepared for a surprise combatant. Santa Claus is on the grounds, and he's about to show why this Nick is no saint. Thank you so much. And again, the film stars David Harbour, John Luziamo, Eddie Patterson, Cam Giganat, Alex Hassel, Alex, Alexis Louder, and Beverly D'Angelo. Uh, again, it will be available in theaters December 2nd, and it is by Universal Pictures. Anthony, why don't you give us your first reactions to Violent Night? So when the trailer dropped, I was super excited to watch this film. It was everything you want in an action film. It has Santa, it has... <laughs> Sorry, is wait. Santa at the yeah, top of your list wait, for action well, movies? I'm just like, confer- my, my, the most popular <laughs> action films that I watch usually take place during the wintertime. Uh, but no, it's, it was like <laughs> everything that I... List. Everything that I, I love. So you had Christmas, you had Santa, you had a movie that really focused on that 
that theme because a lot of people were very, you know, whenever you say, what's your favorite Christmas movie and you say Die Hard, they're like, that's not a favorite. That's not a Christmas movie. And everyone kind of like discredits your Christmas films. So this was an ode to that. It was like a fuck you to those who think action films that don't take place during Christmas is not a Christmas film. It is. Um, so I was super excited to watch it, but the overall experience for a violent night for me was actually disappointing. I just didn't get into the the whole theme of what what we watched. I I think the saving point or the saving grace of this film is David Harbour as Santa Claus, but the overall story is just boring and it lacks so much depth. It lacks all and I know people are going to be like, "Well, it's a Santa Claus film. What do you what do you expect?" But you know, we take our Santa Claus films really seriously and we want to see Santa Claus in a, you know, a good action thriller. And it just didn't pull it off. It just felt like let's put Santa Claus in a situation where he has to kind of escape and maybe save some family or some people at this house. But I think the way they process or the way they actually got to that point, it just missed the mark for me. Yeah, I mean, you you touched on some great points there. I mean, I think, you know, it, it, for me as well, no action movie is complete unless it's Santa Claus in there. You know, like that's kind of where I'm at as well. You, you can't you can't win me over unless he puts Sandy in there. Um, but this movie, it has so many of the right things that it needs. <coughs> I'm sorry, I had to cough there. Uh, but the problem that it kind of suffers with is is really just that that script. It it felt very like okay, we just got to have a hostage situation, and then Santa Claus comes to save the kids and everybody else. Uh, but Daniel, let's let's get to your uh, first reaction. You know, like Anthony, you know the the main ingredients. What I want in a movie, in any action movie, it doesn't even have to be action. It could be a drama. It could be a musical. It could be, you know, a period piece. Just give me Santa Claus. I think Santa Claus is is what you need. But in, but in all seriousness, I think David Harbor is absolutely perfect as Santa Claus. He is far and away the best part about this film. The action, his action sequences are so fun and inventive. This film really does a lot of playing around with, you know, the holiday, the holiday season. And it really is much, uh, very much an ode to Home Alone and Die Hard. Mix that in with John Wick. Uh, David Harbour is awesome. He's so fun to watch as Santa Claus. And anytime he was on the screen, I'm like, this is great. I'm so into this, but I think everything else is where it collapses. You know, like as Anthony said, I think the the script to this film is paper thin. It is very much just like, okay, we have an idea, die hard, but with Santa Claus. And then when you start really looking at the story of this family in the hostage situation, um, I, I think, you know, something that we don't really comment on too often here on, on the movie podcast, because there really isn't a lot of opportunities for it to stand out. I feel like, especially this year, but I think the performances in this film were pretty weak. I think the parents in this film, um, I really didn't buy them as a couple and I get there, you know, they're going through a divorce, but you would want to have some type of longing feeling there. And they really didn't feel like they cared about the situation that they were in. Like you guys are in a hostage situation. Your daughter is missing. You have people with guns around you that are going to kill you. One of your, uh, you, you've been threatened you've been injured but you guys just seem like yeah i don't care like you're not really showing it on their face i never felt like the family was really in any danger and this film doesn't really deliver that as well 
Uh, and then we have John Leguizamo, who is normally great. You know, we just watched him in the menu and he was really fun to watch in that film. But you have him in this movie as like this big, big bad guy. They call him Scrooge, which they should have called him the Grinch. I don't get why they didn't. But, you know, he's there and he doesn't really have any presence in this movie. He just feels like he shows up. It feels like we're supposed to know who he is. We're sp- like Beverly D'Angelo is like the head of the family. She, you know, it's her house that they're being held captive in. And when he kind of pops out out of this room, it's like you're supposed to be that that oh shoot it's him, but she doesn't really know who she who he is. There's no connection between any of these characters. So when everything is going down, you're just like okay, I don't really care what's going on. But the best parts of this movie, and and that's the thing, this movie is really just extremes on both ends. Where it's like okay, this is really stupid, but. David Harbour scenes are so great. And I love David Harbour with just his whole look at Santa, you know, with the the hair tied up in a bun, just him going through the shit, the whole movie. He's getting beat up. He's bloody. He is drunk. He's just, he's going through it. And I loved seeing that, but really is a tale of two movies with this film. It, it's very much the, here's a David Harbour show. And then here's this other subplot, this other plot that we spend way too much time on that. I think with, um, Again, it's a story issue. It's a script issue. But if you had, I think, a stronger editing scene, a, 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 a stronger edit to this film, um, it could have saved a lot of the the gripes I think that we had with it. But for, for me, it really is that tale of two movies for me. Yeah, and again, great points you're bringing up. I think for me that when this, when you look at this film, if you trimmed about twenty minutes off this runtime, which the movie clocks in about hour fifty, I'd say. <laughs> You trim off 20 minutes, you make this movie about an hour and a half, you get rid of some of that that plot that the family is really trying to maneuver with because anytime it cut to them, I just kind of like groaned back into my seat going like, none of these people are captivating. No one's really grabbing me. Get me back to Santa. Either I don't care if even it's David Harbour just sitting on a couch drinking and eating cookies. That was so engaging because of his mannerisms. The movie starts off really funny as well. And the... And you can suspend as much disbelief as you want because that's what I'm trying to go into. I'm trying to go into this movie, just have a good time, turn my brain off, just watch action. But then when the movie starts to make you question its own logic, you're kind of wondering like, well, why Why did the kid have a, a walkie-talkie right beside you know a bunch of mercenaries? And why were they just okay with that like it just it, it felt kind of silly like it felt like there could have been other plot devices they used there's things that they spend a lot of time on developing which is santa and you can tell that they did and there's moments like that where it's like okay maybe on the day of shooting we're just gonna go with the flow and see what kind of happens david harbour is amazing his action sequences are fantastic but the movie also kind of balances this weird line of it wants to be gory and fun, but then sometimes it'll kind of hide the kills because I don't know if it's a budget issue or what it is, but they'll just make things go by really quickly, really fast. And it, it never really sticks to you. John Luguziamo, he's a bad guy. He's just very one dimensional, very like, I hate Christmas. And that's fine as well. The only other person for me in this movie that was entertaining was Eddie Patterson. I absolutely love her. I think she's so funny. She really is such a a crude and crass kind of person, and she sells it really well. If there was maybe more of her in those family sequences, I think I might have had a different opinion on it. But every time it cut back to the family, you really felt the breaks on this movie. Now, we watched this with the general audience, and they were 
cackling. I got to say, like, people were laughing. I, I would say there are funny moments to the movie, even though... Yeah, we were story. laughing, too. We were laughing a lot as well, we I would say. We were laughing, for sure. And I think a lot of people were... I, I think there was one guy who was just cackling. He was like, let's go, Santa! Let's go! Let's kill him! I'm like, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, he was, he was going to hurt himself, for 100%. sure. 100%. <laughs> so, I think the general audience will love this film because it's just silly, dumb humor type of, you know film action but for a studio that gave it gave us or for a production team that gave us john wick nobody i was looking for action sequences that were like just those one shots that continue and we didn't get that we didn't get the santa one shot i wanted that santa one shot because especially when you learn a little bit more about his character because i feel like a lot of these films, they kind of dive into the lore of where they come. So they're very vague in what they, they show you to kind of hopefully get that sequel. But I really wanted a very, like, I really wanted an action sequence. And Shay, you, you said that this, there was gore, goriness to this. And it is, it's pretty gory in the sense that it, it almost comes off like B horror gory. It's not even John yeah. gory. It's, Oh, okay. Like it just—it's over the top, gory. It's, it's like place. it really is. It really is. Like let's just really showcase this R rating that we have and show you the most egregious kills. Let's yes. make let's make it like Die Hard and Home Alone. Were wish they could go. But yes. see, it's funny because and, they they do that. They show the gore, and then at some points they do a lot of these jump cut action sequences where. I'd want to see blood flying on the wall or I'd want to see like a skate cut off a dude's neck and things like that. And then they kind of like hold back a bit and then they push forward or, or hide it in darkness, right? Yeah, it, hide it, it they in darkness. can't yeah. commit to what they want to do. So that's why sometimes when the gore happens, it just catches you off guard because you're like, okay, well five minutes ago you were just punching and then all of a sudden it goes back to gory. So it, it, it felt like it was a, again, like you mentioned, Daniel, a tale of two movies. Mm-hmm. And there is a, there's a scene in the trailer that, he has a candy cane that he turns into a shiv. Like, why didn't he use, why wasn't that a big sequence? It just felt like there was a lot of cuts to hide things. And yeah, for a film with, cause you definitely see it, you see it, but it's like, they're not, it's not like this is a big moment. You're right. Same right. with the, you know, with his hammer and everything. The, the first thing that came to mind, like, okay, let's do a boring situation where he has candy canes and he's like to a bunch of people but you just don't get it. It's just a bunch of cuts. And David Harper, he's he's so good. Like you said, Daniel, he's so good as Santa Claus. I wish they they did the trope thing where it's, oh, Santa's resenting Christmas because people are they're just greedy and they're they don't they don't really care for the gifts. They want cash. And I wish it was just Santa Claus was doing his job that night. He came across this event that's happening in this house. And he had to do his, he had to do what was right for those, that family. And that's where, you know, a Santa Claus from that time period, from the past where it kind of brings out, I got to save these guys, give them that John McClane feel. He wasn't John. He was like, please don't put me in a situation like this. Don't know. I don't want to be involved. Oh, no, 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 no. And then until someone says, until the little girl's like, well, I believe in Santa. And that's where it all kicks off. I just wish he was just this character that, was larger than life, had this magical spirit that gave gifts to kids, but maybe had a past where he wasn't always great and always good. And he had to bring that out to save this family. And I think that's where I was disconnected because there was a lot of like focusing on the characters of the family, 
and giving them too much time on screen and then also way too much time when no they're not fun development to watch. in a sense too because they're just throwing shit at you yeah as well as there's moments sorry as well as just santa just kind of like i don't want to be involved until an hour and a half in it's like okay i'll be involved yeah, yeah. It, there's just a lot of moments where this movie could have been a slam dunk. It could have easily just been like uh, a great holiday action film. But because they spend so much time on this family, they spend so much time developing them for for no reason. And when I say developing, it's so thin. It's very thin development. And when m- big moments happen with the family, you have no idea why they're happening. Like there's there's a point of the film w- with the son that had me so flabbergasted because I was like, why would you add this complexity in this situation when you could have just totally made it very straightforward, very easy? Because I'm watching a movie about a, a, an ass-kicking Santa. You didn't have to make this part of the movie deep because now it's just silly. And you don't buy anybody. And that's why whenever it cuts David Harbour, I'm like, yes, keep kicking ass, keep having fun. But make this movie an hour 30, make it an hour 20 even if you wanted to, and just make it a badass santa claus action flick there could have been so much fun that we would have had and we did have fun but i know that yeah fun it's a lot of fun yeah our fun got suppressed a lot whenever it cut back to the family which was a lot and i know that's what we keep kind of harping on but it is the biggest crux of this movie do i think people are going to have a great time this movie absolutely i think that most people that are going to watch this movie are going to be like this was so much fun and our theater reaction was a clear sign of it we were laughing we were screaming we were going like oh and like like wincing and at, wincing at, and everything at yeah. so many moments but then there were moments where i just kind of was like bored and i was like i shouldn't feel bored right now right and you know i think that's the thing right you know there there's a a, a big problem in a movie where you're dealing with you know terrorists coming to a house when you don't care about if the terrorists do something you know what i mean like like imagine you're watching die hard and you're cheering for like hans gruber you know what I mean? Like it's 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 just it's just strange to me, and it's like uh, like any of the family members, and they would turn on each other, and like again, it's such it's such a silly thing to to pick on, but it's not a silly thing. We were like we were talking about okay, you know, the hostages come to the house. Obviously, they've infiltrated like these cartoon ass villains infiltrated this the security of this billionaire somehow, and. You know, rather than the girl, like the main girl who's communicating with Santa Claus on a walkie-talkie, rather than her somehow escaping or her parents sending her to the attic to hide and finding the walkie-talkie, you know, we're getting this forced plot point of, oh, her parents aren't together, her dad didn't take her to go see Santa, and oh, what does the dad do? I'm going to get you one of my old walkie-talkies that was just lying around in the basement that still has batteries in it somehow, um, and you're going to be able to talk on the walkie-talkie, and it's like, it felt like a problem, like the, the screenwriters were trying to problem solve, like, hey, how could we get this girl a walkie-talkie? And like, they found it like that, where it would have made more sense if she was probably in the attic found it there and then her parents could have been worrying the whole time where she was but she was whole fully talking on the walkie-talkie and holding it in front of the hostage in front of the terrorists and i'm like this makes no sense it's very silly yeah and then you also have yeah. like santa's bag which you know i thought would have been a great you know plot device to use because every time he'd go in there he'd pull out a video game he'd pull out a chess set and i'm like why couldn't there have been something useful that he pulled out? And like, I get maybe that might have, that might be the joke behind it, but it just felt kind of like, it just felt not developed fully. Like there could have been so many great things of him pulling out like, oh my God, I found a hammer that someone wanted. Let me throw that. But no, it was always like a CD and it's like, uh, okay, 
really there's nothing in here that you could have pulled out of your magic bag. And that's the thing. The, the magic is in the movies also used very plot devicey. Like, okay, we need to solve yeah. a problem. Santa magic. We have a problem. He doesn't have magic now. And it's like, okay. Again, I know we're really nitpicking on these things. And I know we're really kind of driving in on like a Santa action film. But these are things that bothered us about this movie, even though we had some fun with it. We got to be honest with you all about what yeah. didn't hit the landing for us. Because the ingredients are there. And that's then that's that's what I think what makes it hurt the most is that I think overall I still like this movie. I still had a really fun time with this movie, but it's that whole thing of like, man, this could have been one of the great ones. This yeah. could have been something that every year I want to go back and rewatch this and have a great time with it. Where I think you're going to have a good time watching this movie, but it very much is going to be a one and done. Yeah, I don't know if it has a lasting effect. I think people will talk about it for the time of Christmas that we have right now, but then after that, it's like, okay. Do we do we continue to talk about Violent Night? Because it also could have been the idea is so outrageous. It could have had this lasting effect, like John Wick did, like even nobody did, and nobody came out at a really bad time. But I don't know if Violent Night has that. But this movie deserved better. I think this movie deserved better writing. That's really where it comes down to. Definitely, one hundred percent. Well, I think it's safe to say if we can say if this movie's on our naughty or nice list of this year. So let's <laughs> get into our final recommendations. I'm going to kick it off with Anthony. This is definitely on the naughty list. You know, I kept thinking, where where does this film fit into my whole Christmas, you know, movie catalog? Will I ever watch this again? Will I ever put this on? And man, like, I really wish I could say yes. I really, that because, you know, that trailer really got me hyped for it. But the overall experience was not great. And I can't push all the, the other great action holiday films out of the way for this. And I really wanted to. But there's no room for it in my books. I'm going to say this is a stream it. This is not something you got to run to the theater to watch. It is a one and done deal. But hopefully if they do get a sequel, they get a better director and a better writer. Thank you for that. Daniel, what about yourself? You know, I'm right there with Anthony. I think this is one that you could watch at home. This is not like, again, it was a really fun time watching with an audience. So if you are looking for that Christmas film, maybe check it out like during a matinee. But, you know, this is one that you could easily watch at home. Hopefully it will be on PVOD before the, the, you know, the big day, December 25th, that you could watch it at home and check it out there. But yeah, it very much is a tale of two movies. And, you know, I, but the, the thing is, David Harbour is fantastic in it. I adore him as Santa Claus. He is so much fun. He makes this movie for me. And his scenes felt like at least it was worth my time watching it alone for that. But again, it's going to come down to you. I think if you are in the mood, if you're dying to go watch a, you know, a holiday movie, if this is something that you think is going to be your jam, 100% go for it. But for everyone else, you could wait for it to come to streaming, watch it there. You'll have a great time with it there. Um, but yeah. Tale of two movies. Hopefully if we get a sequel, we dive into a lot more of um, to just focusing on Santa Claus and keeping it there. Yeah. I, I'd love to see the world of Santa kind of develop further, you know, give us that Tim Allen, Santa Claus kind of world, but the R rated version of it that, you know, we didn't get to see, uh, that'd be really cool. I, I think that honestly, a lot of people are going to enjoy their time with this movie. I think this is going to be a lot of fun for people to watch with their families or in theaters, however they choose to watch it. 
personally for me, the moments that I enjoyed were great, but not everything hit it for me. So because of that, this is going to be also a, you know, add to the queue, stream it, wait for watch it at home. If you really want to go watch it out there because you want to get in that Christmas spirit, by all means, because you're probably going to have a great time with it. There's still some great moments, but it didn't fully land the mark for me to make it a repeat viewing. One and done, and that's fine. It's okay. It happens. That was our review of Violent Night. Again, huge shout out to our friends over at Universal Pictures for letting us watch this movie because, again, you know, that's why we do the show. And thank you to everybody also for listening and, and subscribing and giving us five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere you pretty much go. Uh, make sure you keep listening to us because we're going to have more contests, more giveaways, more fun stuff happening. And that was this time with the movie podcast. We'll see you next. Yeah.